Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number one. Today is the season premiere, Andy, of season five, the sports edition. They said it went last. We, we've come a long way. We've got uh, sports to cover today. It's the uh, November 6th, 2023. We've got sports, Vikings, Twins, Major League Baseball, Gold Gloves, a little Arizona Fall League to talk about today, and a lot of college and high school sports as well. And you know... The trivia question takes a little different twist this year, too, now this week. Yes, it does. Who am I? It's more, it's more of a who am I than a trivia question. Yes. Okay. Should I read it or should you? Go right oh. ahead. So in 19, I don't know the year. Um, right here, 94. 1994? The strike season, yeah. The strike season. So this particular player was traded from the Twins to the Indians. And then the strike took place. The season was shortened or ended. Yep. The trade never took place. They never got the cash exchange or the players exchanged. But the executives met to discuss how to handle it and had a five-star dinner between the Indians and the Twins and the Indians executive staff picked up the tab. This person will forever be known for the man traded in Major League Baseball for a five-star dinner, and that was it. Five-star dinner. And, you know, I read this, and I never looked it up. I want to see if he's in that team's, like, history of, like, players who played their type thing. Yeah, and we could probably have someone look it up themselves, or we could, because I didn't I didn't hear this story ever. I didn't know about it. But I think it's a great trivia question because uh, there's got some local, of course, local connection to it. But we'll get to the answer to that. Yes. We'll get to the answer to that at the end of the show. But in the meantime, let's bring up some sports here on your slideshow, Andy. Here we go. Lots to cover here on the season premiere. The fastest growing podcast in all of Western Carver County, Dan. Yes, yes. So, and you see, we're so old school. We still call it Twitter. I have a tough time saying follow me on X. Yeah, I just say, uh, I just say Twitter. That's what it is when you go to the website. That's the web. That's yep. the domain. Yep. I'm not calling it X. March okay. 20th, there's the baseball schedules. Season's over, so let's start counting down the days, baby. Oh, my goodness. This there's is the National League West schedule. This is too much. Now, this is regular season. Regular season, March 20, Thursday night, March 28th. The games are scheduled, and okay. We might have, to have, a, we might have to do the songs episode early that week or something because I might be busy that day. Well, it could be we could put on like a viewing party as well. I, I put in the PTO request at work already for that day, that afternoon. Okay. Getting out for because the Mets game is a to be determined. So I don't know if they're waiting to see they want it to be a night game, TV wise, what they're doing. And we'll get to that later. I think why it was to be determined when you hear the coaching carousel a little later on here. Oh yes. Now let's just go back just a few weeks. Okay. That's all of our fine sponsors on the lovely Connie. We all made our picks for the final four of baseball. And yes. And who made these picks? Dan? Who? Yeah. Rangers, D backs, Rangers winning it all. Andy and your nice spelling there. Yes. You got them all right. That's, that's what I do. That's what I do, Dan. I, Between bets. Um, and, I got the hand beer for you a couple tough. years ago. I got Chris got me a, a beer because I made the football picks right in the playoffs. Yes, Chris Lance. Yes, just don't mess with me, guys. 
When either that. you're on the line or Bragan writes, the gloves come off. Yeah, this is a, it's tough to do here, especially in baseball. But you got them all right. That's very good. Now I will admit, when we did our big preseason show, I didn't pop off say the ghosts of play on New Year Six. But you know what? There was nothing on the line. I had nothing to lose. Yes. So I was oh. wrong there. So I admit my wrongs too. But here I'm just gonna let my right set up there a little bit longer. That is very good. That is, I mean, it, the the odds of those two teams ever happening. Oh my goodness! Now here we go. Marcus Seaman, 835 plate appearances this year, including the playoffs, is a single season major league record. He played every game in the season, every game in the playoffs. Now, of course, with eight, playoffs is that standing, eight or six hundred? Is that eight hundred? Eight hundred and thirty-five plate appearances. Oh my god! Well, look at all the extra playoff games now too. So you know, this is gonna be a tough stat to break because. He played every game in the regular season, which I think five guys did this year. So, very, very, you know, six hundred. A good benchmark, Andy is is six hundred, right? Is that a eight or something like that? I think is no five away is what you need for the batting title. So, yeah, go off of that to get six hundred, you've got to have no injuries. You got to be healthy. You got to be good, and then you get to that seven hundred level, and then you get to that eight hundred plate appearance, which is eight, just or, I think it was eight because of playoffs. The playoffs are a lot different. Woo. Word from our coach. Actually, it's the championship coach. Here's what he said after the World Series. Derek Jeter asked Coach Bruce Bochy after the World Series championship, how come everybody that comes up here doesn't talk about themselves? All they care about is the team, and all they want is to win for their team. How is that? Coach says, that's how you win. Yes. No one came up and said, me, 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 I, I, I. They said, team. Derek Jeter couldn't figure that out. A lot of the superstars couldn't figure out that out because he plays a team. Jerks. Yeah, it's it's the chemistry is huge. It's a big deal for a team because everyone's going to have their ups and downs and their big swings during the season yeah. and their downswings, and it all melds together. Wow. The coaching carousel has begun. Coach Craig Council, who everyone thought was going to the Mets because the their head guy from the Brewers went to the Mets. Nope. He actually took the Cubs job, which wasn't even available. Five years, 40 plus million dollars. Highest paid manager in MLB history. Craig wow. Council made, played 14 years, made 22 million as a player. He just signed a five-year 40 million as a coach. Now the guys like him too. Yes. And I think he'll fit in well there with the Cubs. That should be And I how he went to the Cubs out of nowhere. They weren't even they didn't they still had a coach this morning as far as I knew. Or a manager this morning as far as I knew, then council comes in. Now, this is why I think that stat earlier I showed the Met the Brewers Mets game was a to be determined. Okay. Is the ex Brewer coach going to New York? Oh, would ESPN love to have that game? Or was he staying with Milwaukee and he screwed New York? Oh, ESPN loved that game. <laughs> he went to the Cubs. Wow. Speaking of said Mets, Mendoza, Carlos Mendoza, he was the bench coach for the for the Yankees, is the Mets manager. Um, he played 13 years in the minors. Uh, minor coach, minor league coach, bench coach for the Yankees. Now getting a shot with the Mets. So we'll see how that goes. And even before that today, Stephen Vaught, bullpen coach for the Mariners, former backup catcher for the A's and journeyman in the majors. 
signed as the Guardians manager. So mm. they're starting to fill in. Starting to fill in. And here's a list of the free agents. Now, let's just call Otani a pitcher, just for argument's sake here. Okay. Yeah, Bellinger at four and Matt Chapman at 10. The rest are all pitchers. Those are the two position players out there. Okay. All pitching out there. Nola. The Mets are looking at Nola. Uh, we talked about Bellinger a couple weeks ago between the you know the Mets and the Twins and the Cubs and everybody else wanting that. And so Sonny Gray's on the list. JD Martinez is a DH. Uh, Blake Snell. I mean, there's a lot of good names on there. Josh Harder. So we'll see. Let the fun begin. Free agency started today. Let the dollars fly, boys. Yeah, once that once the World Series ends, there's this five day countdown and qualifying offers have got to take place, and all these things are on the clock. And now we've reached that, and uh, things are kicking off. It's gonna get it's gonna be good. You want to hear your phone beep a lot during the day? Start following Ken Rosenthal and put your phone on. Notify me every time he makes a tweet. <laughs> it's gonna be one constant beep all day. The mass is going. It's like the Mel Kiper Jr. of uh, of, yeah, of baseball. Yep. Only Rosenthal's a likable guy. Ooh. Ouch. Oh, I said that. I like Mel Kiper's hair. Speaking of likable, <laughs> we own five of four. But we have one game where the team scouted us. Nebraska head coach Matt Rule, the former Bison, D coordinator, kind of not happy with that Michigan's game or how they uh, have extra scouts watching or so they say. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. College basketball starts again today. I'm sorry, tearing up a little. Excited. Well, you know, it's it's going to be fun following Iowa this year. Now, if you look on here, if you look closely on this picture of all these guys, you, you, you see our girl Paige up there behind Tom Izzo. She has, she has her hair down, not in a ponytail. Kind of center to the left. Okay, yes, yes. You got Caitlin down in the corner there. You got the other gal from LSU. So you got three gals up there. So let it roll. It's going to get interesting. We're going to follow a quite a bit of women's college basketball and, this year here on the show. And I did check earlier that is Caitlin Clark, not Talon from Non Grata. It is. Okay, and just to I, be I, sure. I double checked. Yeah. It's not Talon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Here's Fair the NCAA women's odds of winning the title this year by DraftKings. LSU is the top seed. UConn, Iowa. Then Utah mixes in there. South Carolina. Gamecocks. Future Big Tenor, UCLA. Other Big Teners, Indiana and Ohio State. VTech and Tennessee. So those, those are some good ones to keep an eye on. That's kind of usually the, the mix every year, but. Yeah, no Stanford, I see. That, and that's okay. I can live with that. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, like I said, they're probably 11th on this list at 23, you know. Yep. Now, Caitlin Clark's got 2,717 2, career points. Megan Gustafson holds the record at 28.04, so Caitlin will break that this year. Okay. The Big Ten record is 34.02. Got a shot at that one. Division One women's record, 35-27. That's a lot of points. That's wow. 
And Pete Maravich, the all the division one men's record is 36-67. I don't think Caitlin will get that high as those two. She might get the 34-02. We'll see. Because you know, Caitlin's not a she's a not a selfish player. She'll pass it. They yeah, got other a, good shooters. She will pass the ball. So, what's the typical uh, season points uh, for like a Caitlin Clark player? Well, let's put this way: she's had three years and she's got two thousand seven hundred. Quick math, nine hundred a year that puts her at thirty six. Okay. So, but senior year, do you go more off? No more passing to, you know, groom the next Caitlin Clark on the team. Yeah, and so you figure five to six to seven hundred, maybe. Yeah, so division record for women's is thirty-five twenty-seven. Big Ten record. Okay, mark your calendars. Season five, episode one. She'll set the Big Ten record, but come short on the Division one record. Okay, does that make sense? That's yeah, that fair idea. enough. That would be a yeah, good. Yeah, so should be over thirty-four, but not quite at thirty-five. So, boy, that's a lot, though. Paige is a better basketball player now than when she won the National Player of the Year, says Coach G- Coach Gino. I've seen well, some of the practice videos, the, the workouts they're having, uh, some of the games they played in Europe beforehand. Paige is just a beast. Um, she's just on a mission. This should be fun to watch. BSU, Bridges University Football. Beavs are number 12 in one poll, number nine in the D2 football polls, entering their road game against Augustana to finish the season. Now let's take a look. Beavs meet, beat uh, the Dragons 27-14 to get the axe that they have up there. Okay. Then they play number 20, Augustana, and Sioux Falls, then the playoffs begin. Now let's look at the conference here real quick. They play Augustana. They're eight and one. Minnesota State's eight and one. Bemidji State eight and one. Minnesota Duluth seven and two. That's a blank screen. Okay. Minnesota Man- University of Minnesota Mankato. Their only loss. Well, that was Bemidji's loss was to them earlier in the year. So that's Bemidji's loss by three to them. Okay. Mankato's loss is to Augustana. And yet Mankato plays Duluth this weekend. And Augustana's loss is to Wayne State. So very exciting. Lots of bumps and bruises all over the place here to happen. So we'll see how it all falls into place after this weekend. Okay. You know, I report the good and the bad. You know that. I can't speak. I'm just going to show that. The Jackrabbits are tough. I don't know. 6 and 0. Oh. And here's the sad thing. NDSU 6 and 3, 3 and 3 in the conference. Two games to go, and there's some people still saying they got a shot at the playoffs and watch out for them in the playoffs cuz they'll be road warriors and have, you know, nothing to lose. You know. So Yeah. Yeah, we lost. And, and once again, you know, they're drawing 19,000 fans at that game. Uh, yeah, and South, 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 that's South Dakota. This is still – this is big-time uh, football up here. Yeah, um, that, that was – Wow. That was there. And the Gophers, uh, yeah, they, they'll be playing in the Mighty Bowl this year. They lost to Illinois. 
I just I don't know what's going on with the Gophers this year. Just I, I don't get it. Well, I have I have two comments to make. You know, they lost that Northwestern game yep. on the road that they had the big lead in the end, and they had the lead yep. here. I think it was 26-21 yep. um, going into the, you know, with four minutes left in the game and they lost it. Now, the problem is I think they've done this. To, Illinois has done this to them the last couple of years. Right? Yeah. They just got our number well, for some reason. There was this huge log jam in the West, which is obviously a little weaker than the East. But guess who loses Saturday? Wisconsin got beat and Nebraska got beat. Yeah. So they – the cars for the taking. And- the Gophers <laughs> had this game fall into their lap to leapfrog everybody up. And that's, I think, the thing that hurt the most for the Gopher fans, the very few that are left now, because yeah. uh, they're losing them faster than they can keep them. Because so they would have been still a game on Iowa. Iowa. Oh, my gosh. They had the great game against Iowa. Now they blow this. And now you've got Purdue, and you still have the yeah. – Ohio State and Wisconsin yet coming up. It's just very, very frustrating. And we beat Iowa, and we'd only be a game behind us. We have that head-to-head victory in our pocket. So that tiebreaker. And yeah. so that's what was so awesome about having that lead late in the game from the early games had losses. This was the 230 game. Yeah. And they had it won at home. Yes. I mean, it's just yeah, we'll get on more on that later, but uh, frustrating. All right, Missoula State High School League football. Here we go. Five okay. playoffs are set. St. Thomas and Oatana, Alexandria area, and Rogers. On the right side of the brackets, Matamidi, Chanhassen, Andover, and Robbinsdale Armstrong. First trip by Chan into the state for football ever, yeah. I think. Yep. And they're kind of my pick. My my dark horse right there. I'm saying right now, Chanhassen. Write it down. Okay. And then they'll play on the 25th at 4 p.m. 4A, Hill, Murray, and Byron, Ricori, Orono. Other side, Totino Grace, Hutch, North Branch, and Vanilla St. Margaret. Hutch is always kind of tough. Orono's tough. We'll see. And then we'll play on the 24th at 4 p.m. at the Greenhouse. 3A, Wasika and Stuartville, Dilworth, Albany, Minneapolis North Community against Dasso-Cocato, Esco against Annandale. The 3A finals will be the 25th at 1 o'clock at U.S. Bank Stadium, downtown Minneapolis. 2A, Jackson County Central, Caledonia, Barnesville and Osakis, Cannon Falls, Triton, Moose Lake, Eden Valley, Watkins. One o'clock on the 24th for their championship game. A. Not like in Canada saying hi, it's class A. Springfield, Fillmore Central, Monoman and Parker's Prairie. Belgrade and Mayor Lutheran. Mayor Lutheran who beat Lester Prairie by one. To make it in. Okay. Bram against Miniota. I like Miniota in this one. Yep, they're always tough. This the team I like here is Springfield to, yeah. to as a team to watch. And they will play the 24th at 10 a.m. Nine man. Hills Beaver Creek. 
Kingsland. Goodridge against Fertile Beltrami. Ottertail against Cedar Mountain. Mountain Iron Bowl. Buell against Nevis. I'm going feeder, uh, Fertile Beltrami because I just know people there. Family up that way. And I think that Mountain Iron uh, Buell is, is yeah. another team to watch in almost all sports. They're yep. always tough. And that's the other 10 a.m. game, the 25th. Now to go back to the big mess that it is to make it, the 6A, here we go. Left side of the bracket, you got Centennial against Rosemont. That winner will play the winner of Lakeville South, Eastridge. Eastridge. Okay. The other side, you got Eam Prairie, Lakeville North, Stillwater area, and the Cake Eaters. Well, the, the Stillwater Ponies are tough, but, boy, that surprised me to see Edina win that game to get in over Maple Grove, the two-time back-to-back champions. Right, yep. That's the shocker right there, but, boy, you've got Eden Prairie in here, Lakeville North. Uh, this is going to be fun to watch. I you know, and I hate to discredit the other teams, but that Eden Prairie, Lakeville North, in my opinion, is the championship game. Okay. Yeah, that's one and two, I think, yeah. ranking right there against head-to-head. Speaking of, the first few teams will play on the 16th. Their teams play the 17th. And the 24th at night is their championship game. Boys and girls soccer finished up. We'll do boys first just because it's listed boys and girls. Okay. Not picking favorites, just it's listed boys and girls. So we'll do boys first. 3A, Maple Grove over Wise, or I'm sorry, Wazetta over Maple Grove. 2A. Now, Dan, you you are a, a soccer parent. Yes. Is it, is it fair to say three nothing is kind of a butt kicking? It is, especially in a title game like that. Yeah. A three to nothing score is is not something you see in the state title game. And the team that nothing was the number one seed. So yeah. Wow. And then in the single A, it was St. Paul Academy and Summit School over Pine Island Zambroda. The gals. Cake Eaters over Wyzetta, 2-1 to one in 3A. Academy of Holy Angels at 0. Benilde St. Margaret 1. Seems like Benilde's always in the finals are 2 all the time. They're a good school for that. Okay, yep. And St. Paul Academy 3, St. Charles Zip. So if you look at that, St. Paul Academy swept it, boys and girls. Congrats to them. Congrats. Tough to do. NASCAR finished up this weekend. Now, remember we always said, or not we, I always said, just because there's four guys going for the championship the last day, the other guys are still racing to win. For the first time ever, Ross Chastain is the first non-championship four driver to win the season finale. Okay. Because not one of the four guys left for points, and he still won the race. Because you know why? There's a check involved, and that's why. Yes. The incentives. There's all, yes. all these races are good. Yep. With all the other drivers yep. in it, not just the you know the ones yep. we're focusing on, but boy, he won the race. But the championship did go to Ryan Blaney. So congrats to Mr. Ryan Blaney. Pennzoil twelve car. Yes. So uh -oh. number one. So how many are there now? This oh, is Dan. You we just covered this in the pre-production meeting, but I like this. Number one. NWA Wrestling signed a big TV deal with the CW this last week. Well, then they go on their pay-per-view and do a cocaine spot 
now the CW might pull that entire TV deal on them. How stupid do you have to be? How stupid does NWA have to be? Billy Corgan, William Patrick Corgan owns this guy from Smashing Pumpkins. How stupid do you have to be to you, you land this blockbuster deal? CW, decent network. They're all excited, and then they do a spot where a guys doing cocaine afterwards. Well, you idiot, William Corgan, you, you idiot. Well, Billy Corgan's not the brightest guy on the planet. No, I don't know if he doesn't. Is I think he just writes the checks and goes and makes all the press appearances. I don't know how much he had to say in this part. Yeah, but a whoever was in charge of this segment should be fired. Was Billy Corgan selling it out of the business because no one's going to trust you again? It's Idiot. just poor. Yeah, poor decisions. Yes. Soapbox two. The deuce. Cincinnati Reds letting Joey Votto go. I thought Joey Votto would be no. He might retire. We don't know if he'll sign elsewhere or not. But one of the great guys in baseball. How do you not just still let him hang around? The Reds well, organization good. for seventeen yeah, seasons. Good. Joey's been it's the heart of Reds baseball as an MVP, All Star, and respected clubhouse leader. Blah 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 blah. At this point in the offseason, based on our current roster and projected plans for 24, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there. You're still paying Ken Griffey Jr. how much for how long? You still got two other guys you're paying for how long that aren't there? You couldn't give Vado a sweetheart deal like that and kept him around? Come on. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'll, I'll cover a little more on the qualifying offers uh, yeah. in, a, in a few minutes as far as how that goes. Uh, but that is that's tough, but it's – yeah, I don't know. Vado is all Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and to relate it to local folks, that'd be like if we told Herb at the end of his career, "It's been great. See ya." Yeah. Number three. Oh my! Wow. Now look at the three I'm using here. This is kind of a little dig. Okay. MJ. <sighs> Jordan's son wants dad to play key role in wedding with Pippin's ex-wife. Jordan's boy is dating Pippin's ex and wants daddy to be at the wedding. See. <laughs> okay. Pippin rode Jordan's coattails as a player. Now Pippin's riding Jordan's coattails is no. No. You don't do this, son. Don't do that to the old man. No. Oh, my goodness. You know, I did see something about this. I didn't. I knew they were dating for a while, but oh, my God. I was thinking it was Pippin's. Uh, daughter that he was going to marry, but it's the ex-wife. Pippin's ex-wife. Scotty's ex-wife. Scotty Pippin's ex-wife. Yeah, I don't get it. Just, wow. Well, there's many things wrong with this, but you know, yeah. if he wants to marry her, that's that's one thing. That's fine. But what you're getting at here in the soapbox is now yeah. you're trying to include your dad to play a key role yeah. in a very awkward situation. Yeah, and that's, yeah. yeah, I get it. His buddy's ex-wife, who he probably knew as a chumly pal, now you're marrying my son. That, that's that got to be uncomfortable. Oh, super awkward. Now the homework assignment. I've got my pen ready. Are you ready? Okay, they showed this stat. Corey Seager, and I'm not ripping on Corey Seager, so just hear me out. Yeah. Him and Reggie Jackson each 77 games. He has one more homer than Reggie at 19 and 18, both with 48 RBIs. I'm sorry, do not compare Corey Seager to Reggie Jackson. 
Reggie did that where he had that best 14 games a year in the playoffs, not 30 or whatever the hell he got now. So Reggie did this spot by spot by spot over years. Corey Seager did this in like two. So well, it's now the, the like, stat is the past and the present. You can't do it. Yeah, and the stat is true. The stat is what it is. The facts don't lie, but you cannot call Corey Seager Mr. October no. and take that away from Reggie Jackson. Right. Uh, now, maybe we're just old school, but I can't even imagine. And, and, and that's the homework that. assignment. Prove to me that the newer stats like this are comparable to the stuff in the past. I'm not defending the past. I'm just saying there were different stats, different times. You can say no, Seager was also, the best in the last 10 years. I'll give you that, sure. And Reggie Jackson was the best in his 10-year well, yeah, period. Seager was phenomenal. But I think the thing that this stat is missing is the importance of each of those home yeah. runs. I mean, the importance of the timing, I should say. Yeah. As far as runners yeah. on base, uh, you know, were the Yankees behind and now I hit the home run to take them to the lead or walk it off for a win. Um, Seager's, I think they were up. A, a quite a bit yeah. in some of those games, well, and, and you got what if you want if you want the max of all these games this year, you would have what, um, what three, five, eight, and 14, 22 games if you would have gone the full set yeah. on all of them. So yeah, I'd like to see the of the eighteen and nineteen home runs how impactful they were in that particular game. Yeah. Um, you know, no, I, I think Jackson's were just phenomenal, but yeah. Then again, I I don't know. I'd like to have someone to, that's a great homework assignment. Prove to me that they are comparable, considering the amount of games are different and it's all different, you know. So that's I got to say in that, and that is that's my two cents. That's all I got, sir. And then again, you know, you, you one could argue that the pitching's better now and everything's better now. Back in the day, Reggie was good, but he wasn't facing well, pitchers like he's seeing now. And you know, we had Seager. they had a game in the World Series this year. Game three was a bullpen game for crying out loud. You didn't see that back then. You yeah, saw guys a, giving it all all the time. It's a good thing so, to see. It's a good um, it's a good stat because I did not see that before uh, the show. So what I've got to finish up on is so we already yeah. talked gopher football, high school yep. football, the Vikings. You know, I'm wearing the Vikings hat today just because of that game was so unbelievable. I think that in the past few years, these Vikings games whether it's uh, O'Connell, the coach, or Cousins, it's it, they're always such a conservative, low-scoring, not a lot of flash. And I think the, the fans are kind of bored with that. And that's what really lightened up that game and the second half when Dobbs came in and it was like these guys are playing Sandlot uh, outdoor you know, football in the backyard. Well, I was telling some guys about it at work today, and that's the thing, is it's pretty sad when the guy – I saw the one meme – um, they put up. It was uh, the the playbook for for Dobbs. It was the old playbook from Tempo Bowl, you know, okay. four different plays. But you know what? That's a sad thing. So he went in there not knowing any plays, and one, and you have all these John Gruden super enhanced plays, and Gruden sitting home getting fired all the time. Yeah, it's it's still you're just still playing football. I mean, you can draw it up all you want, but. Dobbs was exciting because it was a lot of ad lib. It was a lot of uh, athletic plays. And then he was throwing balls to guys that I didn't know the receiver's name. Hams. Hams. Uh, okay. A lot of the – there was just so many backups in the game. Receivers that I was – I haven't been following the Vikings that much this year. Some of the, the running back names I wasn't familiar with. 
and you get KJ Osborne out with an injury. Justin Jefferson's not playing because he's hurt. And so Addison makes a couple plays, but a bunch of other receivers were used. Hawkinson, tight end. It was just random, weird, strange plays, the pickoffs, the fumble recoveries, the turnovers. This is why you watch the preseason games, so you know these names for week nine. Uh, season. I thought it was well, I thought it was fun because all the same, you know I'm not the biggest Vikings fan. I'll tip my hat to him this game. I watched that last drive. Yes, Dobbs did a great job scrambling. For the first time all year on that drive, that offensive line showed up and blocked. And it they was looking like they were having a good time. They were playing like kids yeah. out there. Yep. So I, 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 I thought it was fun. Now, are people going to be going out to buy the Dobbs number 15 jersey? Are people going to be on the bandwagon? Was it just a one game um, that just had fun and now they're going to be back down to normal? I don't know. I don't really care at this point. But, you know, they are in the hunt for the playoffs. That team, they the uh, they beat, you know, Atlanta was tied for first. Yeah. It was in Atlanta. So th- th- I think it's a momentum kind of a deal. But I think it'll be exciting to watch some of these games now. That's why I wrote that. Dobbs is just a – he's always been that – oh, here, our guy's injured, come in. Oh, he's back, see you, bye. That's the guy he's been. So to a point, he's got a chip on his shoulder, well-deserved chip on his shoulder. Say, he, say the good Lord willing, the Vikings make the playoffs. Do you still resign Cousins? Or is Dobbs your man? Well – that's I think that's a whole nother discussion. If you keep Dobbs as a backup, you're gonna have the media all down your throat. Second cousins fumbles a the ball, they're gonna want Dobbs in there. So and, and we still have Jalen. I mean the, the backup quarterback yeah. um, you know is still in the mix. I don't see cousins coming back at all, but I don't know. I I don't know the situation. Dobbs is gonna be a great backup and get us the rest of the way. Right now, the season were to end today, the Vikings would be in the postseason. So yep. So it'll be interesting. Um, now he did make some mistakes. He got that. Uh, he fumbled the ball. He got sacked in the end zone for the safety, but he kept coming back. I think it was the res- res- resiliency. But, but if you watch the game, true. That's his mo. That's yeah, that's who it is. No, no one was down on their luck and getting negative and pessimistic. They just they plowed ahead and kept going. So yeah. that was fun to watch. I, I think um, the other thing I was going to cover was Arizona Fall League. Yes, Andy. Um, yeah. That's the league in the minors, kind of the best of the best go. It's the premier uh, minor league, kind of the – it's kind of a futures league uh, of the future yeah. stars. It doesn't matter if you're in class A, AA, or AAA. The best, brightest stars get together and play, I think it's a 30-game schedule. So that season winds up on Thursday this week. They've got, uh, they've got an off day today for that league down in Arizona. They play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday's the semifinals, and Saturday it all ends – the team the Minnesota Twins players play on is the Glendale Desert Dogs. I think uh, they're not in it. They're not. They they have already been eliminated, so they'll be done. But I just want to remind the listeners of that Arizona Fall League. The two people leading the league, the entire league in home runs, are Aaron Sabato, a Twins prospect, first baseman. I repeat, first baseman, and Kalai Rosario, another outfielder, center fielder for the Twins. Only 21 years old, but was... Any Rosario relationship? No, no, no relationship to Eddie, but he's from, I think he's from, uh, he's from Hawaii. But this guy's good. Twins are looking for a center fielder, not that they're going to bring him up this year, but like you say, maybe you bring in Cody Bellinger uh, for a year on a one-year deal to play first base because we have the question mark around Alex Kirloff. 
and the unknown about Buxton in center and Michael A. Taylor in center. Maybe you do get a guy like Bellinger for one year. Bellinger can play right field too, so you can always switch guys around. And you got Kepler. So, and you got Kepler in the other uh, recent signing um, of Polanco. So, those guys are coming up, but this is the cream of the crop. So, they're not just doing good in minor league ball. They're facing the best pitching of the best up-and-coming future prospects in pitching, infield, outfield. It's the best ball players that there are. Those two are tied. Now, guess who had the – they won the – guess who won the H uh, home run derby for the uh, Arizona Fall League, which was held last night? It was Rosario, Andy. Nice. So this guy hits for power. Obviously, they're both leading the league in home runs, but you go on the derby with the with the stress and the time limit and trying to try, – time limit – because they do the home run derby like they do in the majors, uh, where you've got to hit so many out in each sequential uh, sequence with the clock running. And he was down to the last batter, and with a couple seconds left, he needed two, and I think he hit one out, and he kind of he won it on a walk-off, essentially. As time expired, he hit the last one out. So imagine all the pressure and everything. These guys will be good coming up here for uh, the Twins. So Rosario is a center fielder, um, real young, but he's going to be up there in AAA probably by the end of the season um, or at the beginning of the season, you know, whatever. But it's going to be fun uh, how all that shakes out. Major League Baseball, you mentioned, Andy, that the season is wrapping up and, and the, we're in the hot stove league. The Gold Glove winners were announced this week uh, for the American League and the National League. The Gold Glove winners are done. Those are out there. And so you're seeing some of the awards at the end of the season here. Um Tying into everything now, posted on our social media, the winners are there's um there's a coaching carousels, there's all the signings, uh, and I know that they got the five day window to sign these qualifying offer guys. And I was on the show the other other week saying, you know, the Twins don't have a need to bring Kepler back at ten million or Polanco back at ten and a half or whatever the deal is. They signed them both to the qualifying offer, both of them. Now, what that means is that they may not be with the team the whole year, but we have the rights to them. If they, if you cut them loose and say we don't want to have you, uh, there could be some people screaming like the Reds with Joey Votto, uh, not yeah. to the extent of Kepler, but Kepler is a long, well liked guy who's never gotten in any trouble, he's never gotten arrested and, and busted, and you know, and never involved in any scandals. Same with Polanco, nice, good guys that have been around for a long time, and they're still good, so they are still going to play. But do the Twins need them? Maybe not. We've got guys coming up. What they want to do is sign them for the qualifying offer just to have the rights for them. If they write the million-dollar check to cut them loose, they get nothing in return. They're gone. Right. And those guys are worth multi-million dollars uh, right now. So I think what they're going to do is sign them so the other team's free agents won't. By the time spring training and things roll around and there's someone, some team with middle infield help and they come to a bargaining chip to the Twins with, hey, what are you going to give up for Polanco? We could get something big in return. Someone needs a guy like Kepler for a fourth outfielder or a starter. He can go because we've got guys to come in. So I think that the front office for the Twins brass are are thinking that in terms of that when they made these signing qualifying offers. Uh, well, they're the guys you keep in case you guys forget it, like the Mets with Edwin Diaz last year. Uh-oh, our relief pitcher went down. We need, we need some bodies worth something to trade for another relief pitcher. That's what they're going to be. Yeah, that's, and I think that's going to be a great situation to be in because now you're going to get something back in return, and by that time we'll know here where our, our lineup and roster is weak. And if it's strong, then you can get some prospects in return. And if it's and you need someone immediately to come in, you can make some good deals there by having those guys as kind of a trump card as the season gets going. Now, 
if they wouldn't have signed the qualifying offer to both those guys, I think there would have been some blowback from the fans. You know, why yeah. wouldn't you sign Kepler? Why wouldn't you sign Polanco? What has he done to you? You know, what, you know, taking it personal. And now they're taking the emotions out of it and just saying, look, we're going to sign them again. Now, the other story that just happened today is the Sonny Gray has the same thing. It's not a qualifying offer, but it's another offer that they can do. And they went ahead and signed it and gave him a qualifying offer real low. But I think that's more of just in good faith. Uh, Sonny Gray is going to go big bucks to some other team. Yeah. I don't see the Twins uh, being in the realm of, of signing him. But if you don't make the offer, I think it looks bad. It gives your organization kind of a black eye. So they gave him that as a just something you have to do is what I, I'm learning more of this each year, how all this works. And I think that's what it is. You, you do that. He's not going to bite on it, but. You give it to them. But that'll yep. be interesting how all this shakes out. But I'm excited about the Fall League, the Arizona Fall League that's going to be wrapping up. We'll cover the uh, the championship and the uh, semifinals next week. But it's going to be fun to follow. The Who Am I trivia answer, Dan. Trivia answer of Who Am I back in 1994, the strike shortened season. There was a trade between the Twins and the Indians. It was Dave Winfield, Andy. Dave Dave Winfield for a steak and baked potato. Traded to the Indians. I never even knew this. And in return, we were supposed to get a player or two or, or cash yep. consideration or something. Strike happened. We couldn't do it. Strike happened, and everything was tabled. Yep. Winfield never went to the Indians. I don't think he's ever been on the roster, but we can look that up. And the Twins never got anyone in return. But as the executives met and had a five-star dinner, the Indians picked up the tab. So Winfield's yep. known forever as the guy who was traded for a five-star dinner between two teams' executives. Bill. So I think, I think Winfield ended his career. After. I don't think he came back. So it's not like anyone lost him. I got to look that up. Uh, that's a great trivia question to start Put off. On. Or have Oswald look it up. Oswald or Kevin, some of the interns here in the studio could look that up. But that's good stuff. That's all I've got, uh, Andy. We've got a lot of high school football Fun time of year. And then yep, NASCAR is done. We'll do baseball hot stove still, but now we'll be focusing. Looks like college basketball started today, so we'll have that a lot more. A lot more hockey, college hockey. NHL. Um, Seattle NHL Kraken. Stuff, the Kraken. Um, we'll make fun of anyone who's do, doing bad, you know, at the San Jose Sharks. Yes. Well, that's good um, stuff. So, yeah. Just let us know. Like I said, we, we've kind of adopted the, the Kraken as our team. If you have a hockey team that's your favorite, pro, college, high school, let us know who it is. We'll give that team some love and follow them throughout the year and see how they do. Let us know. Who's your favorite player in the hot stove? Who do you want to see go where? Let us know. Even we need coaching. to laugh at you or agree with you. Even coaching carousel, too. Yeah, coaching. Who, who, do, I see? who do you want to see take the Astros' job? Who do you want to see take the Angels' job? Good stuff. You want, to see, you want to see someone take the twins' job and get rid of this guy? You know who knows. It's good, good stuff. Always lots to talk about. Well, um, it's been five. We're on our fifth year here, Andy. So um, we're starting off the season on the right mode. I think we're hitting the uh, bonus episode season two. We do a lot more bonus ones in the winter because, well, we're not at ball games, baseball games. So we do a lot more bonus stuff in the summer, or I mean, in the winter. The special topic you want to hear, let us know. Look forward to the bonus episodes. They're always good. All right, everyone. Have a good week. See ya.